We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. From the Bud Light Studios, Bud Light, easy to Sunday. Denver Boulder, home of the Colorado Avalanche, and home of the reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets. This is Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Today is going to be a great day. Chris Dempsey. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Yeah. This is Dempsey and Company. So without further ado, please enjoy our show. On Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Big win as you hear these Broncos fans. They faced each other 18 days ago at Arrowhead, and the Broncos' defense played them well, and the Chiefs won 19-8. But today, it is Denver's day, ending a 16-game losing streak. It's gone. It's done. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. <laughs> now look at Travis Kelsey today. Six catches and 58 yards. And Taylor Swift is not here and the numbers when she is and isn't well, well based based on those numbers do you think that they'll find a way to fly her to germany to have a big <laughs> so they can have, well, a, she, big, have she, a big game against the dolphins she's getting ready to start a tour over there maybe there she's going to be there already there you the Chiefs were serenaded off the Empower Field field to this song yesterday. Yeah, we can let it breathe. Shake it Take off. Take that L on the way out. They took that L on the way out. Um, those numbers really, incidentally, um, as we welcome you into the program, by the way, this is Dempsey and Company, Christopher Dempsey, Mike Sanford, Steve Nelson, Josh Grismer here on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Uh, you heard um, Kevin Harlan reference some numbers that Travis Kelsey uh, had uh, when Taylor Swift was at games and when they weren't. I actually took a screenshot of that uh, when they put it on the screen and the numbers are uh, when Swift is in attendance, he has averaged 108 yards uh, per game and when he she is not. Um, he has averaged 46 and a half receiving yards per game. He had 58 yesterday. Uh, but the Broncos, very well done. Um, Mike, I, you know, it's uh, uh, Sean Payton said this was not his bump, and he backed it up by ending that streak that he only contributed one loss to. 
Christopher Adam Dempsey. <laughs> we right. finally have some good Broncos to talk about today, man. I know. Yeah. He's, he's, these Mondays have been a little painful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I am a toxic positivity guy. Mm-hmm. So for me, like coming in and talking horribly about the Broncos every single Monday, it gets really tiring. So I watched that game with my boys yesterday, my sons, and we were so excited. Um, can we? Give Taylor Swift no credit for this win. <laughs> zero. Yeah, we can do that. And my yeah. daughter would disagree, um, but she gets zero credit. Her absence or presence does not impact anything that has to do with turning the football over five times if you're a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, that five. Is five. Yeah, uh, you know it's bad football. It's 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 really bad football, and it's really good defense. And we we broached this subject a couple of times last week, which was. Is the defense turning a corner? Yes. There's there you go. It yep. is, mm-hmm. and and I'll be the first one to say it. And I was tough on my man VJ. I was I was going after him. I mean, um, it, it almost got to the point where like, and I did say this stretch coming up, it didn't look good. You know, right after that Miami loss, and you know they, they'd win the Bears game, then the Jets game, and I was like, okay, now you have a stretch in front of you, Kansas City twice. Um, who else? So Kansas. Who is sandwiched in between Kansas City? John Blake right now. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Yeah, yeah. Packers. Yep. Who early on in the season looked like they had a shot. Yeah. And uh, they don't look so good anymore. Yeah. And then you have Buffalo. And I, now Buffalo looks like a winnable game. It it does. It, you know, it's funny what wins do, right? And 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 win, not not just wins, but wins against specific teams. When you can go out and put a performance like that against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you're starting to look at your team a little bit differently. I know some maybe maybe not inside. Maybe they feel like they always knew who they were on the inside, uh, but certainly us on the outside, we're starting to at least. I don't know if we've turned a corner ourselves, but we certainly can look at this team and go, "All right." About three weeks ago, the rest of the schedule looked like it was a minefield, and it still is. But I think part of that was because we didn't think that that football team could handle any of these other teams. And so maybe that is starting to change just a little bit. The Broncos get a bye week before they get uh, the Buffalo Bills. And then you have the Minnesota Vikings after that. And unfortunately for them, Kirk Cousins and, and, uh, it, it hurt his Achilles and he is out for the season. So uh, that becomes the year of the Achilles, man. And it's it's it really it almost feels like me or you going to play rec league basketball at 40. How old are you, Debs? 48. Four, do you look like you're 33? <laughs> man i'm 41 <laughs> but it's like it's like going to, to play rec league basketball as a as a 41 year old or a 48 year old and all of a sudden it's always the achilles yeah and it's these quarterbacks that are long in the tooth aaron Rodgers, you know and now kirk cousins and it it sucks for the game because those two are just i love watching both those those guys play the game like kirk cousins was was surgical in that packers game i watched that very closely as a as a as a fan of jordan love and and a friend of Jordan Love. I, I just just watching Kirk Cousins make the checks and he just he is surgical at the line of scrimmage pre-snap and then post-snap. You just see the why of what he's doing. And it's just man, that's that's tough for Kirk Cousins because uh he, my my family has fallen in love with Kirk Cousins watching the quarterback documentary the quarterback, on, yeah. on Netflix. Just mm-hmm. just his humility, the way he goes about his business. Uh, my heart was broken for him. But who cares? Because right now we have a Broncos team that has a win streak, Demps. Yeah. A win, a win streak. That's amazing. It really is amazing to think about. All right, things that I Did loved. Really? Things that I loved in this game. Uh, right off the top, 
27 rushing attempts for Javante uh, Williams, 85 yards um, for him, and he scored on a, I believe he scored on a, um, a pass. Uh, they had three catches, 13 yards, um, and a touchdown for him, which is his first touchdown since injuring his Achilles last year, his, um, excuse me, his ACL last year. Um, the Broncos, just from a game plan standpoint, 40 rushes, 19 passes. Loved it. Right. Loved it. Right. And and that's even watching the the Packers game, there were like hints of it. But then I felt like the Packers were reeling and, and stopping the run and then it was all of a sudden play action pass or screen or right. and 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 it kept that game closer in my opinion than it shouldn't have it should have been. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the construct of this offensive Unit. Okay, Russ Wilson. Let's talk about Russ Wilson. When has Russ had his best in Seattle with a dominant run game yep, behind Marshawn Lynch yep. and awesome defense that creates takeaways? Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't a shocker that that's what looked good yesterday yeah. at Empower Field because five takeaways of phenomenal defensive performance. We said it on Friday. We previewed it. The combination of Baron Browning and Nick Benito Ugh, is real. It's so good. It's so it's, good, and it's young, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's athletic. It's dynamic. They keep rushing the passer. Then you have you know Allen inside who's pushing the pocket. That might have been his best game of the season. Fantastic Allen, for sure. Fantastic. Um, but now you see like yesterday, it felt like a vintage Seattle performance mm-hmm. in Denver mm-hmm. for Russ mm-hmm. and. I think that the construct of this offensive unit, where we're not, I don't think, up to top third of the NFL is dynamic play at the receiver position and a legitimate pass threat at tight end with Greg Dulcich being where he is at, which is not anywhere near the field. Right. This is the best three-man running back group in the, in, in the NFL. Now, you could say the best two-headed monster that I do, I do think like surpasses this group is in Miami yeah. with Raheem Mostert and D- Devon A- Achan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help me out there. <laughs> but, but when you look at the construct of a running back group and your number one and your number three are really interchangeable guys, uh, Javante is a dude. And you want your one and three to be like plow horses that can t- turn a two-yard blocked play into a four-yard or five-yard gain. Mm-hmm. Both those, those one and threes are capable of doing that, but you want your two to be kind of your gadget guy, your your out of the backfield pass game guy, and Jaleel McLaughlin's playing that role to perfection. Yeah, you know, even some of the screens that he caught, like it, you, if you pause the the film and you see Kansas City defenders in position to stop him short of of the line to gain on a third down. He keeps moving the sticks. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a problem in space. Yeah. I love this one, two, and three, and I believe it is the best one, two, three in the National Football League. And they're playing to it now. Yeah, I agree with you. Um Russell Wilson incidentally threw just seven passes after halftime, like just seven in the entire second half. And so uh, but you you're constructed this way. And and this is how this probably should have looked the majority of season. Uh, you know, they tried some things, it didn't work. All, this also kind of appeared to me to be a, a 
very a, a really bad weather game plan too. It's kind of like handoff, handoff, handoff. And I was so screen excited pass, for pass, it. Screen pass. I was and, like, and it was I not. Hope yeah. it's going to be this way. Yeah, and it didn't really turn out to be that way. The yep. field was fine. It was, but, but it, was then, it was just cold. But then they found their formula mm-hmm. in the middle of a bad weather game plan. And we talked about it on Friday on the air, just about all the different games in the state and how the weather forecast was going to impact how the coaching staffs prepare for these games. Yeah. Well, I think that they found the formula. Yeah. You know, and and thank God for that snowstorm. <laughs> Vic Lombardi hates me because I love snow, but I think that that formula that they discovered is as a result of, you know, people talking about up to upwards of 15 inches of snow even on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. It was sunny and beautiful, and it showed up well on TV. The the, the grounds crew at Empower Field did an unbelievable job with the tarp. Remove it. It looks perfect. Yep. And then you know just the fans dealing with snowballs up there. Yeah. You know, really. Other than that, it wasn't much of a snow game. Yeah. No. It, it was not. Um, it's just uh, it was really really good to see them actually play to their personnel, uh, which the Broncos did. Um, we'll, we'll we'll dive back into the defense a little bit more too because I I just. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what you can start to do now with this season with them is pluck out the Miami slash Chicago Bears games. Understand that they did not show up in those two games. That that is quite clear. You, the first half you did what of you did. the Bears game was, yeah. was atrocious. Right. Second yeah. half, it was yeah. Especially two, the fourth two, quarter was fine. Two turnovers created and won yeah. them the game. Yeah. And gave them life, which yeah. they had none at the time. Yeah. So I mean. Okay, so what we're really talking about with the Broncos' defense this year is the second half of the Commanders' game. Yes. The entirety of the— Second half of the uh, Raiders, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but they gave up 17 points in that game. It was just— It wasn't great, but— The Raiders stink. They run an archaic offense. I'm with you. That minus Tom Brady is a terrible offensive scheme by McDaniels, as we saw here in Denver. Yeah, I'm with you. I just wish the offense would have scored more than 16 points. Yeah. That was the number, though. That was what they're used to. Yeah, the Broncos, six, the Denver 16 Big 16 guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. And finally, I'm glad we're past that. Um, but if you take the second half of the Commanders, the entirety of the Dolphins, and the first two and a half quarters of the of the Bears game, I mean, that's what? That's eight quarters. Um, eight and a half quarters of really terrible football. But outside of that, they've been uh, at, at average at worst, and then a performance like yesterday is an elite performance by a defense against a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And they're healthy. You know, I think about this, like I do think this defense is constructed well in terms of personnel. I do. Um, you see the impact of, we saw it last week, the impact of Simmons. Mm-hmm. I love PJ Locke and, and continues to play really good football. Yeah. Okay. The second, the secondary, right? Um, Pat Sutan speaks for himself. Um, who's my guy? Uh, McMillan, uh, Jaquan McMillan. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, and then PJ Locke. Like those guys played so well yesterday, and they were in nickel the almost the entire. As a matter of fact, I think they were in nickel almost every snap of the game. I would be too against Pat Mahomes. Well, and he had nowhere to throw the ball because yeah, and and that's been the formula is. Yeah. Um, let 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 Patrick do his strange pirouette that he did twice in one drive, like I, like a guy that I, like I 
if if one of the quarterbacks that I coached ever did that, they would fall down. <laughs> I mean, he does this. It's not even like uh, he literally does a three sixty yeah. in place. Yeah, uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I want him to with... do a three sixty and then just be greeted by a human face mask right underneath <laughs> his because he shouldn't be able to get away with that. Okay, so it's interesting because he got away with it one um, throws. I think gets a completion to a tight end downfield. Uh, there was another time he pirouetted and actually um, he he, he kind of circled back into Baron Browning, who was actually standing there. Then he tried to circle back and ran into his own guy. Yeah. For the, his, for, yeah, his own for guy the, did the, yeah, for, yeah. yeah, it was, <laughs> um, so, that was mean, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the Broncos edge rushers, uh, they finally got to the guys that needed to be on and the field. Healthy. And between, yeah, between Cooper and Benito and Baron Browning. Because like Benito those guys was banged up, if I'm not mistaken, early in the season. He mm-hmm. was kind of nursing something. Yeah. And then Baron Browning was unavailable until last week. Yeah, that and was that, last week. Was his first week, and and his his presence, just having two legitimate young, athletic, dynamic pass rushers on the field at once. Mm-hmm. I tweeted yesterday. Patrick Mahomes has a Broncos problem, and somebody tweeted back at me. Of course, some somebody with at Arrowhead. <laughs> I'm like, cool, bro. And he said, really? He's 13 and one against the Broncos. I'm like, let's talk about the last five games. Mm-hmm. His his QBR has been under 100 in, in all but one game and in the 50s twice. Yeah. Like, that's not Patrick Mahomes. And I'm, I'm, he's the best quarterback in the game. Yep. So we're not talking about, you know, just having like pedestrian okay games and finding a way to win. Like, he has not played well in three of his last four games against the Broncos. And that dates back to the last season here, the first NFL game that I went to post, you know, co- college coaching. I think he turned the ball over three times in that game mm-hmm. and they won. But I was, I was watching. I was like, eh, this isn't yeah, exactly what I expected. Yeah. He is, he doesn't have, he hasn't had phenomenal games against the Broncos defense, no matter who the defensive coordinator was. And that, and that's, that's very, I don't know. It's puzzling. It's interesting to me. Did you, did you hear like. his quote after the game? Um, they asked him about, you know, what, what it felt like, you know, and he gave a big shout out to the, to the Broncos fan base. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, I did. And, and talked about how much he, he loves the environment and they're smart football fans and uh, they're into it no matter what. Here's how, the, here's the quote that you are referencing. Um, he said, um, all right. Yep. He said, it's a great environment and I actually have a lot of fun playing here. They love the game. They know the game, but it is what it is. They beat us. They were the better football team and I give them their props. Um, yeah, he, he likes playing in Denver. Come, and on, come on, man. Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> come, come, on, come on down. There's, a, there's always a spot for you. We'll take you big boy. <laughs> All right, we'll continue to talking through this uh, Broncos. Big victory for them. Their second straight victory. Um, also, Nuggets, Avs, everything else happened this weekend. We'll talk through all of that coming up on the show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You've got Dempsey and Company. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. 
Yeah, I mean, every win in the National Football League is a, is a good one. Um, it feels great, but uh, this one meant a lot. You know, winning matters, and uh, you know, this one meant a lot. Obviously, um, I know there's been a lot of tough times over the over the years here with with the Chiefs. It's a really good football team on that side. Obviously, they're they're champions, everything else. But um, we 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 had a great week of practice. We knew that we could come out and and uh, win this football game and play great in front of our fans. And just to win, uh, beat the Chiefs, uh, you know, at home in front of our fans, you know, and just in front of Broncos country. And just uh, the crowd was amazing tonight. They they brought us that extra energy. Guys made plays on defense. Guys made plays on offense, special teams. It was an amazing team effort, and uh, there's nothing better than winning. That is right. Those are the words of of Russell Wilson after uh, the Broncos 24 to nine win over the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, snapping a 16 game Chiefs winning streak over the Broncos, snapped a 12 game Patrick Mahomes winning streak over the Broncos. Um, All the bad stuff, all those bad numbers, at least now there's a one in, in the in the win column for the Broncos. One thing I'm a little disappointed is is our own very very own uh, Chris Nelson. I'll call him not Nelly, because <laughs> typically the Monday after a Broncos game, Nelly uh, has any Russ Wilson post game press conference with dramatic music in the background to test our <laughs> our stomach's ability to you know st- stick with Russ through the entire quote. That's right. He put a Jack Harlow beat. Kind of yeah. made. He's trying to make Russ cool cool yeah. again. Yeah. Russ you is- know if you if you beat the Chiefs. For the first time since before I could legally purchase alcohol, I'm not going to clown you. <laughs> Russ has earned diplomatic immunity for this week, so I stashed my dramatic classical music. I, I think I owe him that courtesy. The last quarterback to beat them was... Uh, he got the what's popping going. That, yeah. was, that was the beat for what's popping. That's, that's Brand exactly new Russ right. just hopped in. That's what we got. <laughs> there he is. There he, I was a little worried about my man Nelly back there. I'll, I'll go back to calling him Nelly after he dropped a hotline there. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, I mean, he's got two weeks of standing up in front of the media with a smile on his face to talk about a win. Oh, I can't wait to hear some of the quotes that are going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> this fine. It's there. Yeah. They're, it's they're almost classic. like he, he goes and studies the um, the series Friday Night Lights. He just tries to find some really good Coach Taylor quotes. <laughs> just the most. And just regurgitates them. <laughs> just in a, a stream of consciousness. It just all comes out at the same time. We're like, and then he also names every player on the team. And it's like, okay. But there was a. Um, you know, Jerry, he's just, just such a fantastic route runner and just a part of this team. And just love Jerry. Jerry's been great. Jerry's been great. Uh, Cortland Sutton as well. He's been he's been amazing. Um, you know, when you get between those white lines, and you're blessed to be able to play this game that we're able to play. Cortland Sutton and, and Garrett Bowles blocking up front, Glenchy Powers. They're all just. It's amazing to play with these guys on the field. They're making plays on defense too. Justin Simmons, Zach Allen. Every it's just amazing. And they're all NFL players. And just, like I can't believe this. I get to play with other NFL players. What a blessing. Uh, we kid because we good. love. We kid because we love. Hey, man, Russ, hey, Russ yeah. gets immunity, man. Yeah. But no he doubt. doesn't because he, he still got to, you know, we still got to be us. Well, the, Nelly, the, you still got to be you, man. Don't, okay, don't, I'll still be me. Don't let anything change who you are, man. Now you sound like Russ. No, but he would be like, Nelly, you're great. Um, <laughs> he just It's just so fun to watch you do your job just with meticulous detail. Just amazing to to be in this studio with these guys, Steve Nelson and and Josh Grismer and, and Mike is. Sanford. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's just uh, it, it, it's a blessing. It's 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 just what you live for. You know, it, it's uh, you, you come in here, you put together a great show, <laughs> you kill it on the mic, and you know, it's it's 
I, there's no better feeling than 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 that. And Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. <laughs> and I get to just stare across these monitors at the bright shining face of Chris Dempsey, <laughs> who just never ceases to amaze me with his experience. Denver Post writer. He's just so accomplished. Uh, Russ, we R- love Russ you. Russ is basically, there's that quote from, I think, Thomas Edison, where he said, well, you know, during the process of inventing the light bulb, he said, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with a thousand steps. I found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs> that reminds me of Russ, where he goes, we haven't lost five games this year. I've just found five ways not to win football games. <laughs> it's not a loss. It's an opportunity. It's all in how you spin it, man. It's all in how you spin it. And yet the Broncos are still three and five on this season. Um, and tomorrow is trade deadline. What does this football team do? This football team paid their taxes. <laughs> the IRS ain't coming after them. Because right now there's hope. Yeah. And the schedule does open up. It does. Like in early on in the season, this looked like the most dawning stretch of the schedule. And we're looking at one and two. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, two and one. Two and one. Two yeah. wins, one loss in, in what was the biggest four-game stretch of the season. And what's great is that you're, that the pieces are healthy now. And once again, going back to the the way that this offensive unit is constructed, now you're seeing an offensive line that's built to run the football. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the CU-UCLA game, I don't think any offensive line's built to drop back pass 57 times in a game. Mm -mm. And offensive linemen across the country love when called run plays are called because then they can play they white can just, knuckle, they can come off the ball. Yeah. It's not a one-on-one matchup against a circus animal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that's what those defensive ends in this league are, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you do you want to go block Baron Browning? Nope. Guy that ran a 10-500 meter nope. at 255 pounds. Mm-mm. I don't want to block him. No. Every single play, but if I can come off the ball and smack him in the face and make him fit the run, yeah. Then it changes the way he Pass rushes on a cold pass. Well, and for the Broncos, I mean, look look at what it did to their time of possession. Eleven minutes of uh, of uh, time of possession in the third quarter alone. The Chiefs ran just seven plays in the third quarter. Just seven. I mean, and it's your ability to be able to run the ball, keep the clock moving, stay on schedule, all those things, right? And um, I believe that drive did end up in a blocked field goal anyway. But still, I mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't on the field nope. either, so it was um, it was well done from an execution standpoint from that from from from, from that angle. Um, can I just here's a here's a fun fun uh, stat, uh, Jaquan McMillan, and I had to just look this up the, this morning. Jaquan McMillan against the Chiefs this year, against the Chiefs, thirteen tackles, five tackles for loss. Um, and that diving interception that he made in front of uh, Travis Kelsey. It's more tackles. It's, it's These two games, he's got more tackles against the Chiefs than the rest of the season combined. Hmm. He just comes to play against this football team. Um, and they needed him in the nickel spot because he was he was very effective. They found something, you know, and, and it's I don't think it's a coincidence. That's two of the last three games. But I think the nickel package, it, it, it plays to the strengths of this unit um, and, and you get your sub rush package. So now you're playing with two D tackles and then Baron Browning opposite 
um, Nick Benito. Like that's that's the youth, that's the athleticism, that's the pass rush, and then you do have a guy like Alex Singleton to clean up the mess and mm-hmm. still has seven tackles mm-hmm. in a game where the Chiefs only ran what forty nine plays. Yeah. I think it might have been less than that. Um, it wasn't many, and he still has seven tackles and leads all Broncos tacklers. So um, I, I I do like where this defense is trending, and I think that Vance Joseph deserves all the credit in the world that I I am going to eat. I'm going to eat my words from four weeks ago, and yeah. uh, rightfully so. And that's that's what we do in the media. I mean, I trust me, I've been on the other side of this thing where I've had bad Saturdays at the office, if you will, and mm-hmm. you just have to eat it because yeah. that's a reality. Like you're you are evaluated as a coach week to week, and same thing with us as media members. We have to do our job, but when you do see growth and you see change and kudos to Sean Payton for standing up, standing in there for Vance Joseph. And and now we're seeing, now we're seeing the, you know, the, the fruits of that, long game that Sean Payton was ultimately playing. And I think that we're seeing a turning point. Yeah, I do. Well, let's uh, hear from Sean Payton on how important it was for the team to put this losing streak behind him. Um, look, a fair question. I, it, it's an important game for us. Um, and it, and it wasn't streak driven. It was important for us to play well before the bye. You know, getting to getting to our third win. You know, we dug ourselves in a hole. Obviously, we're playing a good team. Um, but I, I honestly, and I, and I told you guys during the week, not once has it come up. And you know, I, I recognize there are a few players that have gone through that time frame. But when you have a new roster, you know, the focus was really on this game and uh, I thought we we did the things you do when you win we were plus four in the turnover battle um, we rushed the ball better than they did um, I thought we defensively did a fantastic job with uh, with their offense and, and a tough offense and we didn't have the sack production but we had a lot of hurries and I felt like we did a good job of keeping him off schedule um, Offensively, I mean, we, we really felt good coming into this game with our plan. Um, you know, you're always frustrated because I felt like it was one of those games where we could score a lot. But I was I was pleased with how we ran the ball. Um, we had some big drives, and then in the kicking game, you know, the turnover on that hurried up punt was uh, was big. So there were a lot of things to look at that were positive. We're going to play in bigger games than that. But it is a division game, and um, I'm glad we won. We're going to play in bigger games than that. I, 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 I love. Okay, okay, Sean Payton, I love it. That was the ultimate word sandwich. To basically, he could have summed it up with just a few words, and it should have said, "Guys, clearly that wasn't my hump." That was. <laughs> he he would have been justified in saying it. It he, wasn't his hump. Yeah, it wasn't his hump. He he um, he he got the win, uh, where so many others, including Vance Joseph on his own staff, uh, couldn't get the victory um, over over the Chiefs. Um, look, it, it, the Sky Moore drop in the end zone in the fourth quarter was a huge play. Obviously, huge. Uh, that would have made the score twenty-one to sixteen at that point in time with about eight. Right around eight minutes to go in the game, it would have been you know a nail biter of a football game. I just think that sometimes uh, when you play as well as they played, uh, you get those bounces, and they kind of created their own luck in that one situation. 
I think the two critical plays in the game were Miko Hardman um, with a, just a boneheaded mistake as a punt returner. Um, first off, you never you never feel the punt inside the eight yard line. Mm-hmm. Like you, and even if it's a coffin corner, you don't do it right because you're you're always going to be in close proximity to the end zone. Any any muff is going to be in a you're going to field it in traffic in a coffin corner situation. So let that ball bounce. Uh, and then he, add insult to injury, he kicked it. Yeah. And Drew Sanders, great, great positioning. But then the Sky Moore drop, that was a tremendous throw. Yeah. That was the, one of the very few plays where Mahomes looked like Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And it was a great ball. Mm-hmm. And it was over the top of the coverage. He created a little extra time, did what he does, pirouette, triple axle, triple toilets. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here he is with a, a wide open receiver down the field. And Sky Moore, like you said, was, was brought in to be that Tyreek Hill type replacement. And clearly, he is not Tyreek Hill. He is not. And the, and the Chiefs. I wonder what they. I, I, I'm very interested to see how their season ends up, because I, I don't know. I mean, the personnel quite clearly isn't quite as good as it as it has been in the past. There, uh, offensively, defensively, it's, they're, it's the they're best, stacked. It's they're the stacked. best defense yeah, they've yeah. had, and and obviously that was a that was an area that wasn't great. You know, even even in their first Super Bowl victory, I mean, their stats were horrendous. Mm-hmm. Their defense is good now. Is their de- like their defense the Jets? No, no. But it's a good Chiefs defense, and that's where a lot of the investments come in, is to make sure that Pat Mahomes doesn't have to go out and score forty-one points every game. Well, right now they're not scoring. What are they averaging right now? I mean, Russ's numbers right now, his QBR mm-hmm. is is better than Patrick Mahomes yeah. in this season. Yeah, like. Really? I know. I know. Are we watching the same <laughs> the same thing? It's at, uh, it's at interesting times um, here uh, with the Broncos. We will continue uh, Broncos conversation throughout the thread of this show. That's just um, the way we will uh, work. Um, the Nuggets and Avs also had games over the weekend. The Nuggets get a win. The Avs uh, have lost a couple, of, a couple in a row uh, on the road. Um, and then we had a lot of stuff happening in uh, college as well. In- incidentally, before we do, uh, it was the uh, the last time that a Sunday featured games that uh, had the Broncos, the Nuggets, and the Avs uh, was back on November nineteenth, two thousand and seventeen. And I have to give Dan Hyatt, our stats guy, a credit for for this particular stat that I'm uh, that I'm reading right now. So it's. The last time they all three played uh, was back in 2017. They went two, one, and two. The Broncos lost to the Bengals that day, 20 to 17. Uh, the Avalanche won at home against Winnipeg that night, three to two in overtime. The Nuggets lost on the road at the Lakers that day, um, 127 to 109. Well, it was two and one yesterday with the Nuggets and Broncos getting the victories and the Avs not getting a victory. And we'll talk through some of uh, those things and get to the whole Kale McCarr business, which was, mm. uh, that was, um, uh, it was a dirty hit. We'll, we'll hear from some Avs uh, about that when we come back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Watch the show on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AltitudeSR. Brought to you by Safeway. Man has it up the left sideline. Throws it away. Loose ball, Reggie Jackson. Alley-oop. Dog! Two hands. Christian Brown with seven minutes to go. Puts the Denver Nuggets up by 31 points. And this thing is... Over! Those are the words of... uh... Jason Kosminski, uh, radio play-by-play voice of your Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets, uh, I, 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 there's only one way I think I can say this. Um, that team looked like a championship team. And not just a championship team. Uh, that team looked like a, uh, we've, been, we've been winning like this for a long time basketball team. And what I mean by that is it had the look of a... Um, a squad that has won multiple titles, not just one. It's, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that team go into Oklahoma City, and at the very least, the game is very difficult for them to win. And then many times they just don't win there because it's hard to win there. And this is a very good basketball team. The Thunder were 2-0 and with both of those wins being on the road. That yesterday was their home opener. And they look like they were a JV team. They look like a JV team. And it was, uh, if you're looking for little markers along the season as to what the mindset of this Nuggets team might be, you got your first one last mm-hmm. night. And they boat raced them. They beat them by 33 points on their home court. And I, I promise you, Oklahoma City will have a lot of wins, Mike. Uh, it, it was it was very very impressive. It was um, dominance, pats on the back deserved. But I'll be honest, I'm a little uncomfortable coordinating this Nuggets team because I want to. I I believe it. My eyes are telling me that on a daily basis when you watch them play. But so much of what makes them them is that prove everybody wrong mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't think they'll lose it. I really don't, but just all these benchmarks that we keep hitting, the opener against the Lakers, you know, all yeah. the all the distractions that would prevent you from playing great basketball. Like I was looking at those players on the on the court, they were on their feet for 45 minutes before playing a basketball game mm-hmm. and they and they checked that box and put an exclamation point next to it. Mm-hmm. You go to play OKC, a team that's 2 and 0, home opener, check that one, but I just think that this Nuggets team, and I think Michael Malone's job, and he'll do it, as we know, is to, re- to remind them that they are not respected. Because this Nuggets team plays best when it's got an epic chip on its shoulder. And I think that you know the Jazz game will be interesting. Yeah. I, I still think that the Jazz are one of those strange teams that mm-hmm. those games are always closer than you think they're going to be, or they find ways to 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 get one. Um, I just think this team has got it and will because Michael Malone won't have it any other way. Will continue to find ways to just feed that chip on the shoulder and just remind them that they're just some team from dusty old Caltown here in Denver. You know what's interesting? I, I, 
I think I'm going to be interested to see how this mindset is because are they feeling that they don't have respect? Do they feel that many people don't think that they can do the job again and that's fueling them? Or are they so confident right now that they just walk on the court and they said, don't take this beat down personal, but you will take an L here tonight. And I, I think... I hope that that's the attitude space that they get into, which is we walk on this court, you walk out with a loss, and that is it. Yep. Um, and that's what I thought I saw yesterday. It would be in- it'll be interesting to see because they'll be able to speak to this as the season goes along yeah. how they're I feeling. I think it's about both, Dems, and I think that's the secret sauce. Is now they have the confidence of what they accomplished last year and did it in the biggest brightest spotlight that you can possibly have as an NBA team and franchise. But then you also have the, you know, that chip on your shoulder, like, can we prove that it wasn't just a one-off year and these, you know, these superstar-laden teams like L.A. and Golden State and, you know, even a healthy uh, Miami or Boston that it wasn't a one-off because they were a little banged up or they had players aging out. What I love about this team, Demps, is that it's not the the, the discussion that was had on air with Adam Silver. Uh, I think Charles, I can't remember who asked him the question. It was before the, the Lakers um, Nuggets game was talking about, you know, the NBA addressing, you know, superstar players sitting out two, oh, yeah. two games a week or mm-hmm. one game a week. Mm-hmm. There's none of that in this Nugget, Nuggets organization. No. And, and I think that's they have like that hungry, they come from a place of a hungry mindset every time they take the court. And it's, it's, it's really fun basketball to watch. Where I see the biggest, like epic, like massive chip on their shoulder is the bench. Yeah. And how they're D in. The, yeah. Their defense right now, yeah. you can tell that that bench is completely bought in to the Michael Malone belief that you have a bigger role as you defend better mm-hmm. as a bench player. Mm-hmm. And I think that was on full display and why this game became so suffocating for all four quarters. Yeah. I mean, they dropped a 69 spot in the first half. They did. And they never really took the foot off the floorboard. Mm-mm. No, they didn't. Offensive and side of the, of, the, of, the, of the court or the defensive side of the court. I mean, it was – Peyton Watson was out there oh, playing with his hair on fire. It, it, it's – I, I, there's so many things about this basketball team right now that's fascinating to me, and one of them, uh, let, let's just settle in on Pwat because Swatson has been he has been amazing, and it is remarkable, Mike, because just two years ago, two years ago he was in high school, and the one year he played at UCLA he didn't he barely played, barely. And yet the Nuggets saw something in him. They saw athleticism and whatever it is they saw and wanted to be able to, to cultivate that. But to give this young man credit for his ability to not walk in, watch Christian Brown walk in. See, they were drafted in the same class, right? Christian Brown walks in, plays, is a, is a regular contributor to a team that won an NBA title. Meanwhile, he is in Grand Rapids, for the most part, playing G League games, trying to get himself you know, professional basketball ready. And he never once complained. And he never once said, you know what, if this is, I, I need to get back up here and I need to be on with the big club. He, all he ever did was work hard on his game. And you see the fruits of this immediately at the beginning of this season. And 
So I give him a lot of credit because when I watch him play, I see so much more mm-hmm. runway for him to get yep. better. And and he's already playing this well. Yeah, the, the the guy that I don't think there's enough credit in the world to be given to is Calvin Booth. Yeah. Because not only has he selected players, and I think the two that you mentioned are a great example of that, and Christian Brown and P. Watt, P. Swat. I like that. P-SWAT. P-SWAT. That sounds like a rapper. Swatson. <laughs> that was nice. Um, not only do they have just elite athleticism, yeah. but they also have great mental makeup. Mm-hmm. They have, they have, they fit right into this mentality that Michael Malone can, can continues to cultivate in this, in this locker room, which is prove it, prove it on the defensive side of the ball. And then if you're, if your mindset as a player are all about effort and the little things. Then you're not over stressing out about what's going on the offensive side. You're not, you know, and, and we even I think we've seen that in in the transformation of Michael Porter Jr.'s game. Mm-hmm. Is it all of a sudden you started to see him defend? Yeah, and that wasn't necessarily in his makeup coming out of college. But he bought into that. But then you bring in Christian Brown and P. Watt. Those two players are guys that are elite athletically, have length, can jump out the gym, but also are just mindset guys. Like, I'm going to play basketball the way that it was created to be played. Mm -hmm. And, man, it's fun to watch. It's fun and it's beautiful, man. And if you get on the court with any of these guys, you know, to, to... it has to be so much fun to play for this particular team. It's just that if you move, the ball will find you. And if you're going to cut to the rim, somebody will hit you with a pass and you're going to get a layup or a dunk. And if you're going to, to, to not be stationary along the perimeter, the ball will find you and you will get a wide open three. And that's the way this offense works. And it, it, it's, it makes it easy to integrate people in because – and to, to keep them working hard because they know that the ball will find them. I, Peyton Watson had 17 points in that game yesterday. Christian Brown had 13 points in that game yesterday. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. got 14 shots up, knocked in four three-pointers yesterday. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, it just is uh, – it, it's, the, it's the way that it's meant to be played. Um, and these guys are playing – Man, they, they they look strong. They really look strong, and this is a dense part of their schedule. Uh, this yesterday, today will be the end of a stretch of three games and four nights, but then they could play every other night again. So they'll go Monday tonight against the Jazz, Wednesday, and I can't remember who that's against. Uh, Friday, then Saturday, back to back games on those two days. Then Sunday off, and then they'll play the Pelicans on Monday. So it's a lot. Of games in a short in a small uh, uh, space of time for the Nuggets. So the fact that they were able to get starters off the court largely, I believe Jamal played into the fourth quarter, but that's just because of the way the rotations broke down. Thirty minutes, thirty minutes, and thirty minutes for Jamal Murray, KCP, and Nikola Jokic. That is beautiful. Nikola Jokic didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Aaron Gordon, twenty-three minutes, and Michael Porter Jr., twenty-five. Those guys should be pretty well ready to roll tonight against a Utah Jazz team that is no longer sneaking up on anybody. Last yeah. year, that that was a whoa. You guys actually are pretty good. Now everybody knows that they're pretty good. So now Utah has to work through the fact that they're not sneaking up on anybody, which is why I think they're off to the start that they're uh, off to, which is 
one and two, I believe, coming Wait, into Wednesday's at Minnesota. At Minnesota, there you go. Yeah, it's, is, a, it's a one-off road game. Yeah, it, that's an interesting matchup too. I think I think both these matchups are pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're gonna be they're they're they to me as a Nuggets fan, you know, who jumped into it obviously late. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't been a lifetime Nuggets fan, but once I once I saw how this team played, I jumped all in with both feet and just watching the storylines of certain teams that are almost kind of built in a similar image. I think the Jazz are built in a they're like a little brother version of the type of basketball that the the Nuggets want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Minnesota as well. Like you, you see and I I've they're one and one right now. I haven't watched them play this season, but you know, they have they have a big man that plays selfless basketball creates for others around him in Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I, I think the Timberwolves are, are always a f- formidable challenge, especially playing in their building. Yeah, they're an interesting team to me, too. It's just, uh, they're, I don't know, they, they, they're they trying to be a lot of things at once. And ultimately, Mike, I think that's not going to catch up to them. You can't play you can't play two bigs, but yet want to be a space, space and kind of pace team. But yet you have some young players and you have old players as well. Like this is a, it's a weird timeline basketball team. And I, I just think that's going to catch up to them unless they start making trades to get that roster younger around Anthony Edwards and make him the actual focal point of what they do. We have reached the top of the hour. Uh, when we come back, uh, Sean Payton thought tomorrow is the, is the trade deadline in the NFL. We'll hear from Sean Payton about how, if these last couple of victories has changed his approach to what that day might mean okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 